Welcome back to Rotation Episode 14. Mason Lieb alongside Jake Nissy. We want to break down the third, the fourth wall here. Internal strife. Internal strife here at Rotation. We just recorded a brilliant episode for you all. Um, well, we didn't, which is a problem. <laughs> Let me amend that. We thought we were recording a great episode for you all, um, and it turns out we weren't. Uh, there was a miscommunication on a few different fronts here. Um, I'm willing, I'll say this right now. I'm willing to take 65% of the blame. Let's well, let's pump those numbers up. Yeah. Are, you know, let's, let's bump that up. Let's, let's bump that up to 80 and we got a deal. You know, you're, when you're assured there'll be a backup, but the backup is never done. It's just, you know, that's on <laughs> in me. The words, I, in the words of, uh, Peyton Manning's old coach when he was asked about <laughs> when he was asked about having a backup <laughs> you don't plan for fucked <laughs> well here we are planning for fucked rotation episode 14 Jake uh, other than the mishap how are you today I'm I'm quite all right Mason how about you Good. you know I was doing a lot better 20 minutes ago but that's fine um, you've had an eventful week. You've been covering potentially one of the biggest events in sports. Um, and I, I should say in the calendar year, uh, you've been at the U S open. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been good. I was there on Monday. Um, I, <clears throat> I covered Tiafo and then I covered Eubanks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, pretty, pretty straightforward wins for both of those guys, but Hopefully I'll be back later this week. You know, the, the energy is palpable, mm-hmm. you know, with, with that tournament, you know, a lot of tennis players talk about just how different it is to other slams, just with sort of the, you know, the sort of nighttime feel mm-hmm. Tiafo had a joke the other day where he was saying, you know, people are, everyone's basically drunk after 3 PM. It's a little mm-hmm. bit more of a party vibe, especially if you get to that, mm-hmm. you know, that, that night match at Arthur Ashe, um, so yeah, it's, it's a, it really is a spectacle walking yeah. around. There's a, a million different stands and food and, you know, people are drinking their fucking $25. What is it? The honey, the honey deuce, honey deuce, the honey deuce, um, which I have not had or, um, yeah, of course. Yeah. I, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it's been it's been fun to get out there. I've had uh, preliminary discussions with meeting a couple of our friends out there on Friday after Very work. Nice. So we'll see if that happens. But uh, yeah, how about you? Uh, listen, man, I've been good. You know, grinding away. It's it's a little bit of an interesting time in the sports calendar. Like we were talking about, you have baseball is kind of in the dog days. You not a lot going on in the, in uh in the NBA world now that sort of the free agency buzz has died down a bit. Um. You know, NFL's getting ready. You have um, Hard Knocks sort of dominates the headlines this time of year. Have you been watching it all? Yeah, I didn't watch last night, uh, although I did see a clip of Rodgers. I have to I have to admit I agree with him. Uh, basically bitching out a Giants linebacker, Jihad Ward, for mm-hmm. a late hit in the Giants-Jets preseason game, and he mm-hmm. delivered a, a very good line. He said, I don't know who you are. That's good. That's and, good. But he's bound to. Now, but now we all know who he is. Is the thing. Well, and then Jihad Ward said back to Rogers, "I don't know who you are either." And he's yeah, bullshit. Roger said that. Yeah. Well, he's oh, like, good. obviously, you know who the fuck I am. That's good. Um, but uh, that is good. Yeah, I do think the Rogers uh, 
PR rehab is sort of starting with, with that show. And, um, I also yeah. feel like, I feel like every hard knocks show I haven't watched every year recently, but I do mm -hmm. feel like every time I watch, it's like, you just, you just sort of like start to talk yourself into the team being good. Yeah. Not that the jets need talking, uh, into to be good. I think they will be good, but yeah. you know, you see like a, a Lions team or a whatever. And you're like, oh, you know, they got some guys like, yeah, they've got, they've got some heads out there. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, so does every other team, but, Just, um, um yeah. On the Aaron Rodgers point, I feel like he's a guy that's really easy to hate over the long term because he just says some really incredibly annoying stuff and has done that for years now. But on like a day by day basis, like he's kind of funny. He's a little he's not I don't want to call him a normal guy, but he's like just kind of this quirky dude that like I, I can envision sort of warming up to him given the platform of Hard Knocks. Yeah, I agree. I think like in a macro sense, it's like, oh, well, uh, said this and that about vaccines and other stuff and yeah. supports Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Mm. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, he seems like a funny dude. He's mm -hmm. a good sense of humor. I mean, what, whether we like it or not, I think objectively his teammates fucking love him, his new yep. teammates. Yeah. Especially yep. after, you know, uh, putting up with the quarterback play that they've put up with recently. I'm sure they love having you know, a, a competent, more than competent quarterback. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it seems like he is settling in there. I think their, their schedule is actually supposed to be very tough the first six games. So I don't necessarily foresee them dominating the league like some may predict. Mm -hmm. I think they'll, I think 10 or 11 wins would be a good year for them. But well, yeah, we'll I'm see gonna, what happens. I'm going to write that one down. Hang on. All right. I knew 11 wins. Take predict it. that late August. Cool. Um, Take it to the bank. As August comes to an end, I'm going to ask you: Have you identified a song of the summer? A and B. Do you think that song of the summer is even a thing anymore? Can we all agree on one soundtrack to to a set of three months, or is that a farce? Right. So, as we were saying in the uh, <laughs> the episode that never happened, right, the lost the lost rotation tapes. Um, <laughs> The short answer is, I think there is not one. And that's not to say that I don't have an answer. You don't have an answer. But mm -hmm. I think just with the way the world is now, everyone's got a Spotify that's specifically tailored to them. You can listen to whatever you want. You can listen to stuff that's from far outside of the United States, if you choose. Mm -hmm. um, I think everyone's answer is kind of is going to kind of be different and there's really no way that you're going to get a bunch of people in America to agree on what that is. I think there's certain pockets of people that would have the same sort of answer. So mm. fans of country might have an answer. Fans of rap might have an answer. Fans of rock might have an answer, you know, right. the sort of, uh, you know, there's all these different sorts of people that maybe interact or maybe overlap or maybe don't overlap you know, certain mm -hmm. creative types may, might have, are going to have a different answer than, uh, you know, a, a woman in Mississippi probably. Mm -hmm. um, so what was your song of the summer then? Yeah. I mean, I think from me just hearing stuff and just like, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm 
like just taking too long to get to the point. Uh, the answer for me is Sprinter by Dave mm-hmm. and Central C. Mm-hmm. Um, and that isn't necessarily to say that I'm listening to that song every day when I'm brushing my teeth. Mm-hmm. It's more just like that feels like the biggest song around yeah. like the people that I hang out with or talk to or people that have similar tastes or interests to me. That feels like by far the biggest song. And I think it'd be fair to say this has been a summer of British rap um, on the whole. It's not to give you all the credit in the world, but uh, I do view you as an ambassador of sorts. And if I, uh, <laughs> if, if I, if could, I speak uh, on this, I get no, 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 no. I was going to say, uh, if I could uh, paraphrase John Revere, mm-hmm. the English are coming. <laughs> um i want to ask you about another two uh, two musicians um that you like and some new music that draws the two together omar apollo and frank ocean and you shared a little bit of an interesting anecdote with me about the two and, and why we might hear similarities in their music um i'll let you talk about that yeah well I don't want to come off as like trying to be the woge of celebrity culture, which is what this bomb, this bomb coming. (laughs) Yeah. This is not exclusive to rotation at all. Um, But the rumors, uh, you know, the, the internet sleuthing would, would lead you to believe that Omar Apollo and Frank Ocean used to date, Mm -hmm. Um, which the reason I'm mentioning that is Omar Apollo makes a lot of music that sounds very similar to Frank Ocean, or at least some music, um, including his new song, Ice Slippin', which is a very good song. I like it. Uh, but if you're anyone that who's listened to Frank Ocean in really any sort of capacity, the similarities are impossible to ignore. Um, you know, there's just little kind of quirks. It's, it's hard to explain it without sort of knowing what his sound is. If, if, uh-huh. if, if you had never, and I know you've listened to him, if you had never listened to Frank Ocean, it would be hard for me to convey exactly what I mean, but you know, it's the little sort of ad libs. It's the cadence. It's, I mean, even his voice sounds pretty similar a lot of the time, yeah. at least in this song. Um, I, th- I think you could feasibly put the song on and someone would be like, Oh, is this Frank ocean? And like, you could trick them. Right. They didn't know that whatever, what song it was. And to, um, to be clear, you're not framing this as sort of like a malicious non-creative attempt by omar apollo this is sort of just a a doth of the cap yeah well i think it's more than a a doth of the cap (laughs) (laughs) fucking what is this what is this like shakespeare um (laughs) doth to the um (laughs) no well i think it's more than that because there's been other songs where i've thought the same thing uh in the past Mm -hmm. I think it's somewhere between, I don't think it's meaningless. Like I think it's worth thinking about and and thinking about why it's happening and and what it means. I don't think it's like malicious. I wouldn't use that word, but I I wouldn't say it's like a complete throwaway of an issue. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, for one, obviously I think Frank has influenced an entire generation of, of artists and, Mm -hmm. You know, whether that's more subtle or on the nose, I think there's a lot of influence in terms of, um, you know, we, we got my super running around in the building. If anyone hears that, it's kind of loud. Um, we got, you know, there's 
whether it's on the nose or it's subtle, we, you know, there's, there's similarities that you can hear or influences rather mm -hmm. in people's music. Yeah. Um, so. But I do think there's a point where if it's so on the nose, which in my opinion, this song is very on the nose and I, I'd like you to listen to it after this, just to tell me what you think. Mm -hmm. um, I think there becomes a point where it's just like, come on, like what, like we're biting a little bit here. Like, right. Let's create an identity of our own. There's obviously the respect, the reverence, but like, yeah, we can't just be like, just doing imitations of our favorite artists, maybe. Right. Um, and I don't know. I don't know what the answer to that is. Um, I like the song. Like I listen. I've been listening to the song a lot, mm. but it's extremely on the nose to me. And I, I literally just typed in Frank Ocean, Omar Apollo on Twitter just to see if other people were thinking the same thing. And, you know, yeah, people were, people were making the jokes like, oh, this is, this new Omar Apollo is going to hold me over for, mm -hmm. you know, the lack of Frank, uh, the lack of Frank Ocean music. So yeah, it's clearly a thought that's occurring to other people. Um, and yeah, it's worth, it's worth thinking about why it happens and I guess what it means uh, for Omar Apollo's artistry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's all valid. Um I think I mean, it, I, no, go on. No, I was just, I, and I did bring this up to you earlier, but it reminds me of, of, uh, something I thought about this week, just of, of two people in our culture that sound very similar, um, and whether, whether there's a deliberate act to copy somebody's vibe and, and, and what happens when like audience members catch on to that. But I was talking about, um, Jeff Teague's new podcast and just the hilarious stories he shares about, NBA players and and um his life as an NBA player but he's so funny and he has a really specific comedic comedic timing and delivery and cadence and he sounds exactly like Gerard Carmichael a very famous comedian um and it just it it, it it's funny to think that people who already have identities like Omar Apollo and Frank Ocean and Jeff Teague and, and not to, not to say that he's trying to copy these people but they might you know um, look to emulate um, certain aspects of people in, in uh, entertainment. I, I, yeah, I really want you to listen to the song after because yeah. like when I think of like, you know, people, people always are saying, you know, Oh, I'm influenced by uh, mm -hmm. X, X, Y, Z. And like um, previous episode, you know, shout out to Jeremy Taché. He was, he was talking about how, um, bleachers jack antonoff has like very strong springsteen influences i mean mm -hmm. i personally i don't listen to springsteen that much so i wouldn't be the person to be able to say oh my god he's ripping a Spring springsteen song off here right maybe, maybe it is that uh on the nose i don't know i'm not the mm -hmm. one to say um but for this example of the omar frank issue we're talking about it's like holy shit like this is literally it's like just you know the yeah. little the little sort of rap rap sidebar in the, mm -hmm. in the bridge and all that just the he, even his voice it's just like right. you feel like you're listening to a different person so right. i'm curious what you think about that but yeah so um we're at the end of august english english premier league the epl is back in action uh i know you're dissatisfied um do you want to talk a little bit about um man you sort of jump 
um and we'll jump you, we'll jump would be the wrong would be the wrong word to false start all <laughs> start in how um, you feel about it yeah i mean it's interesting just how quickly things can just turn on a dime and optimism can can change to pessimism i mean mm-hmm. you know they had this whole big u.s tour played in all these cities fans shelled out including me shelled out their money to go go watch them across the country and then the actual season starts um people start getting hurt the performances are bad the transfers aren't where some people want them to be and it it very quickly uh changes your mood Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe not changes your mood but changes your your feelings with the team Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm fully I don't think we're going to be very good this year. Like I, you're already I, ready to you're I'm, you're waving the white flag. I'm not even sure how much Kool Aid I was drinking over the summer. I just think mm-hmm. like any time the season stops and then it comes back, there's a natural little kick of like, here we go, season's back. Like it's a new year, new mm-hmm. beginning. Let's see how we can do. That deflated quickly. It def- yeah, I mean. I'm being a little negative, but then you see the actual product on the field. Right. First match, um, should have lost. Like straight up, we won. Should have lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, second la- second match did lose. Third match, uh, we're losing two nothing to, with respect to Nottingham Forest, a team that we should be beating at home, and then one three two. All due respect, of course, to Nottingham. All due Forest. respect. They're actually not bad, but. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that we look uh, like the top four team minimum that we are hoping to be. Right. Uh, that's not a problem for everyone. Like our friend Kobe Rabushka, who adopted, oh. m- bravely adopted Man we City. Love you, City. City. Yeah. Uh, Bra- bravely adopted Man City four years ago. After took a leap of won. faith. <laughs> took a leap of faith. <laughs> um. So yeah, you know, not all of us have that problem. I mean, yeah. to be fair, I was. Man United were pretty good when I started yeah. being a fan, but that was a that was probably twenty years ago now, which is crazy to think about. But uh, yeah, you're you get you get a little bit of the soccer stuff from osmosis from me and Kobe. What do you think? I about do. What's I pick up. On? You know, I pick up on on very faint rumblings uh, from both of you. I was talking with Kobe, who was who was sharing to me that um, this was the best Man City start in his seven years of fandom, to which I think you're you're calling bullshit on seven years yeah first of all i said before i mean it's only it's only been three games so i mean yeah they've won their three games but congrats uh, nine points <laughs> no i mean i guess I, I i wouldn't have personally been keeping track of how they do every every the first start of the season but if that's yeah. true fair enough so it's been a good uh good few years for our friend kobe um it's basically like supporting the uh the height of the golden state warriors uh you know uh, kd splash brother situation so we'll we'll see if they can you know win a sixth straight or seventh straight whatever it is or not straight because liverpool won one um you know i'm just I'm, yeah i'm curious to see uh what his fandom looks like when they're not top of the table per se i mean in all seriousness i do think there is a routineness about how good they are that must take a little bit of the joy away. Mm -hmm. It's almost, I mean, they are, they are the best team in the world where I'm not going to get all, I'm not going to get into the Noah Lyles uh, world NBA finals debate. What? 
(laughs) (laughs) That sounded like when they give you like press Y for like arrogant and like the 2K my player. Like that sounded like like an over like that's literally what that reminded me of. But yeah, Man City are the best team in the world. Um and it's they're they are so good that I'm not gonna speak for anyone, but there must be a point where it's just like you you expect to win every single game. Yeah. There's just so little doubt. There must be a point where it's just like totally just a little bit um I'm not going to say, def- I'm trying to think of the right word here. It's just a little bit, I don't know, just you lose a little bit of that, I guess, joy. I don't know, because I guess that's the, I guess that's the trade-off is if you're, if you root for a team that's not as good, your expectations are lower. So if you're genuinely surprised by, but it's all, the know, more, it's all the more sweeter when you win. Exactly. So some of us sell our souls for, uh, for big clubs, well, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm being a hypocrite here. Yeah, I was gonna say, geez, I don't, I don't know that much about EPL, but I know no man, you. No, just don't, just don't blame me for the decision that I made as a as a five year old. But I will, I will stick with them. So I'm not going anywhere. It's just, uh, you know, little bit, of, little bit of a dip right now. But uh, yeah. Speaking of being here to say, despite small dips, uh, we recognize we've been on a bit of a hiatus. Um, over summer, uh, we've both been grinding away, but we got so much good stuff coming down the pipeline this fall at rotation. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be a busy, it's going to be a busy few months. A lot of great interviews, uh, potentially coming your way very, very soon. Um, as always follow us on socials at pod rotation on Instagram and rotation underscore pod on Twitter, um, to stay up to speed with all the best moments here on rotation anything to add jake no that pretty much covers it like you said we'll be uh we're trying to give you as many fun hard-hitting hard-hitting interviews as possible in the in the coming week so stick with us summer's been a little slow but uh we're coming back all right we'll see you next time later